Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is the one and only Ben Beekman with Beekman's Gym out of Ellenville, New York. Ben, how are you today? I'm doing great. A little slow start in the morning, but we're doing good. That's right. How's the weather over there today? Uh, it is rainy. Mm. It's pretty rainy over here. We just had a little flurries last night. Yeah. Winter events. Hey, well, good to be inside rather than on that rain. I'm thankful to be working in a gym and not with the construction workers out there in the cold. Yes, sir. <laughs> that is a fact. Ah, awesome, man. Uh, well, glad to have you. Thanks for taking the time to come out today. Um, what we'll do now is we'll just go ahead and open up to you, you know, kind of give us a little background on you, what you've done, and how you got into this Beekman's Gym. All right. Um, well, it's been a long journey. Um, I was born in Peekskill, New York. I uh, lived there until I was about 10 years old, and then moved to Middletown for a couple years, uh, not some of the greatest streets streets and then eventually found my way in Ellenville in 2004 when my family moved here. Um, and then so I've always been into sports and I've always loved sports. I was a heavy set kid who was always on the basketball court, uh, short or fat. And I was about 5'10". I think I reached about the top of somewhere between like 250 and 280. Uh, I was a big boy. Um, I've battled some addictions, um, not being my fault. I've had some abusive parents and I've done a lot to turn that around. Um, I've had people who showed me how to play victim and I took advantage of that for a long time. And then one day I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast. I came across Jordan Peterson, and I eventually picked up his book, 12 Rules for Life, and it did those chaos. Um, and I started listening to that, and I started changing my life around, as well as listening to my cousin and living with my cousin at the time, who is a big major influence in my life. Um, I can't thank him enough. So gracious to have that man in my life. Um, and then I was trying to become a pro gamer, and all this other stuff, and I was just, I couldn't figure it out. I almost made it with the YouTube, on uh, YouTube, just putting out videos. Like, I was really good in Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1 with a land ship, or land, yeah, land ship uh, tank. I became like, I think I was like top five in the world on those platforms at one point. <laughs> yeah, I, I 14 hour days on video games and it'll do some good things for you, I guess. But uh, I guess I stopped a little short there before I really knew because I was still battling with some issues. Um, and then like a week later after that book or after I seen the Jordan Peterson podcast, sorry for jumping on it. Um, David Goggins came on to the podcast. And then I heard about this book, Can't Hurt Me. And I must have listened to that book for at least 100 miles. I probably, every time I ran, I put on that book. Every time I was in the gym, I put on that book. I must have listened to it 15 times over and over and over. 
Um, and then around that time, I was probably about 24. No, I think I was probably 25, 26. Um, and I turned to fitness. I just started running and lifting and running and lifting. And it became a main focus of my life to help me heal myself. And then um, within the David Goggins podcast, I eventually signed up, started training, and I signed up for the Bear Mountain North Face Endurance Classic, where for a first race and not knowing anything of what I was doing, I showed up and I woke up on this random group. It was Joe Desanya and his group, um, the creator of the Spartan race. And then I was like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. Can I run with you guys? And I made about halfway with them before I got to DNS and I couldn't, I just fell off. I couldn't finish. I couldn't keep the pace anymore. 50 miles through a muddy mountain. Um, and then COVID hit and I kind of stopped that. And then, well, I didn't stop. I still continued to train and all that other stuff. I've had some kids along the way, two beautiful baby girls. I can't, I love them most, Aliciana and Madeline. Um, and then I was just going through jobs, still working hard on the fitness. And eventually I fell to Humble Gym as a job. And he was, he wanted the gym to stay, Anthony wanted the gym to stay in Ellenville. And he was looking for somebody to take it over. And then he came to gym was born. And so now I'm trying to be a fitness model influencer um, on my Instagram page, Beacon's Gym. I try to continue to push a good message in different people's workouts and try to put my own workouts on there and, you know, try to make my own motivational means and, Little by little, trying to trying to do it, trying to. Uh, you have any? I know that was a lot, all in one spurt. Uh, do you have any questions? Anything you want to dig into? Um, what I have said already? Any questions about? Yeah, man. No, you I, I have questions for you. No, I got, I got plenty of questions for you. Um, but no, uh, take a minute to say, you know, the, you know, that's amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's not hard to come back from, you know, tough times and things like that. But one thing that I think people that go through tough times have in common is that they always come out stronger for it. You know, tough times yeah, create successful people, you know, cause they, they see the path that they were on and where they are now. And it's like, I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. Uh, this sticks in my head a lot. Um, I forget who I, he gives credit to, but Joe Rogan, I hear his quote a, little, a lot on motivational videos where I'm working out about, um, you know, tough times create tough men, tough men create easy times, easy times create weak men, and the cycle continues. Weak men, you know, create tough times and then just can kind of continue the cycle. Yeah, well, uh, kudos to you for sticking out and, you know, coming out on top of, you know, your, your battles and, you know, continuing on to the process. So, you know, with that process, let's kind of dive into Beekman's gym a little bit. Um, give us kind of like, you know, the, not the elevator pitch, but the elevator pitch, you know, if somebody were to come into your facility, you know, how would you give them that initial consultation to kind of determine if they're a good fit, 
or if you're a good fit for them? Um, here, I just, I like you to come in and be you. Um, a lot of my members here set a good tone on keeping it clean, keeping it friendly, um, as well as sticking to your workout. So you don't like, and a lot of these big major gyms, you got these guys that'll just stand, you get 10, 15 guys just standing in a circle around one machine, bullshitting while, you know, people are trying to get in and get their workout in. We don't have that here. Um, we're a small business. So, you know, our men are at most, you'll probably have like 15 to 20 people in here um, at a time. And, you know, I have like $200,000 worth of equipment and you can just, you can do your thing and people will, you know, if you need help, people will help you. And even you might even get somebody to just kind of slightly tap you on your shoulder and just correct your form a little bit so that, you know, you don't hurt yourself. Yeah. And maybe you could become better of a, you know, just become better from that little interaction. So taking a, taking a, you know, personal approach to, you know, kind of, interacting with the members that are in there as it's not like a big we'll say like global style you know gym yeah i like you know my members like that i'm friendly and i interact with them and we can laugh and we can have fun you know i play all different types of stuff you know i play music i play country i play rock i play hip-hop but you know you can catch yourself on an audio book here you can catch yourself on a motivational video depending on the time of the day yeah i try to keep it Keep it fresh. Just trying to keep it fresh. Well, reminding people to, you know, you're here to better yourself. You're here to become better and be better. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's great. Um, so kind of walk me through, you know, obviously you're right around 2,000 square feet or so. You know, what or how many members do you guys currently have in the facility? Uh, right now I have probably about 250. Um, you know, it, I trying to push my ads to more to kind of improve a little bit more. I would like to be probably around like the 350, 400 mark, um, just so I can look comfortable with my girls, but. No, that's a great goal, you know, um, growth is good. So, you know, obviously there's room to grow there. You know, you said you see on average about, you know, maybe 15, 20 people a day. Um, definitely some room there, you know, walk oh, no, not a day. You can get that at a time. I mean, yeah, that's what I say. I probably have like maybe 50 to 75 active members, like throughout just different people rolling throughout there. Yeah. Uh, that was my word. Yeah, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um, so, you know, let's kind of like, not now that we know, you know, that, with lead generation, kind of where do your leads come from? Uh, say that again, I'm sorry. Yeah, so you know, now that we know kind of like member base, square footage, things like that, you know, where do most of your leads come in from to, to potentially be a member? Um, I would say probably Facebook, Instagram ads, and just um, me being in the community for so long, going to school with a lot of the people and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, and plus, you know, a lot of my friends bring their friends from work and stuff like that. So um, that I also offer a $10 public health and safety worker discount and a $5 senior services discount, which 
Okay. Yeah, and then uh, everybody likes to save money. Yeah, providing a uh, provide a service for you know the service. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of other things? You know, we'll we'll touch back on the the Facebook Instagram here in a moment. But you know, are you you said you're getting out into the community a little bit? You know, word of mouth referrals, things like that. Yeah. All right. Stuff like that. That's a lot of where my business comes from. Yeah. So when you say Facebook and Instagram ads, you know, is it, are you paying like an agency to run those ads? Is it more like you're just putting in money to boost posts and things like that? Yeah, I'm putting in money to boost posts. Got it. Creating posts, creating ads, and traffic to. Yeah, absolutely. To at least use every, you know, the little bit that they'll help me to kind of do like a local, I think I have it set on like a local 25 mile radius around my gym. All right. And so, you know, what would you say on average, you know, how many leads do you think you get in, you know, either on a weekly basis or on like a monthly basis? Um, I mean, I get people to walk in and check it out. Maybe definitely like every day I'll get somebody to walk in and check it out. Um, I definitely get like one to two signups a week. Okay. Um, I can be doing better on that. But then again, it's just me being able to get out. I'm my only employee. And on weekdays, I work 15 hour days. On weekends, I work 13 hour days. I'm all doing double duty with my kids here. So, man, you are a busy, busy guy. I try to be. I try to be. Rich people ain't lazy. So, uh you got you got you got two beautiful kids and you know you're working all these crazy hours man have you you know have you thought about bringing on like another like sales staff associate or maybe like like a like a internship um i'm i'm not <laughs> as well as all this other stuff i'm about to apply for a corrections officers where i'm at so i can bring in extra cash and maybe hire a couple people to um, help out as well as um, corrections in New York right now are doing this thing. Once you get past your training, you can do two doubles and have four days off. So if I could do that, have two, you know, pull two doubles and then four days here and only pay somebody, you know, pay a couple people for three days a week here, I could figure out, uh, you know, how I can eventually get into some real estate and continue to grow my followers on Instagram and Facebook and go into all that. Yeah. No, man. Yeah. That, that's tough, but you know, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's, it's part of, you know, getting to that next level, you know, struggling now, prospering later. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was watching drink champs and I know this guy is probably not very popular right now, but not his last episode where he went kind of off the rails, but the one before that, Kanye West said something really smart. And I didn't think of it as so simple. And he talked about what he had to do to get in to make $2 billion um, with the Adidas and the clothes and all that. And then, um, you know, starting to hang out with Elon and how Elon has $100 billion and 
He's like, I'm hanging out with Elon and figuring out all this shit, and he has 100 billions, and I thought, why not me? And I sat there and thought, yeah, why not me? Why can't I have that? Right. Um, so, so Ben, you know, kind of talk me through, you know, what are your goals for Beekman's gym? You know, it's, it's been just about a year since you took over, you know, kind of walk me through, you know, what, where do you want to take this thing? What, what do you want to make it big? Um, well, I want Beekman's gym to eventually become its own entity pretty much. Um, eventually if I could make, uh, not if, but when I get myself to the spot where I can start opening up more gyms and figuring it out, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind to, you know, I guess a long goal, maybe 20 years down the road, having 10 in each state wouldn't be bad. You know, where I, you know, I can go anywhere, run a marathon and still be able to drop into my own facility, get a workout in. Um, day or whatever. Um, I do want to be a professional marathoner, so like that's probably the main goal is to do that, become a professional marathoner. I never had a goal as a kid to be normal. <laughs> that normal thing never quite worked out for me. So, uh, I, yeah, that's, I just the gym is a great thing, and it's I love it. But it's not the the ultimate goal. I want to grow it. I want to make it what it can be and what it will be. But the ultimate goal is maybe run marathons professionally, maybe do like a little Airbnb real estate, have maybe, like I said, maybe 10 gyms each, each state, have about... 10, 20 homes each day for Airbnb, real estate, all that other stuff. Maybe get into some stocks, figure out how to uh, be Warren Buffett. Yeah, uh, you know, some 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 big goals there. Oh yeah, I'm also starting a podcast. Uh, my buddy V wants to start uh, beginning of March, but whenever he gets the soundboard in, and I think he needs a couple more mics or something like that. And eventually, we will be starting the viral podcast here in Beekman's Gym. Um, just trying to bullshit and have fun, talk politics, talk money, talk sports. All the cool things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. No, that, that's awesome. You know, dreams going back vacations. to... What's that? I said dreams and vacations and just... Friends bigging up other friends, you know? Hey, well, one one day is going to be in the dream and the vacation, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Ben, you know, with, with Beacon's Gym specifically, you know, yeah. you want to get about 350, 400 members, you know, where, you know, what would it take for you to get to that number? Me just continuing. I think, me personally, I think as long as I continue to work, I continue to do what I am striving to do, people will gravitate towards me. I've already seen it. There's mornings I'm in here, six o'clock in the morning, and I'm on the bike for a half hour already, because I pretty much live here. 
So before people even come in, people are coming in at like 6.15, 6.30 in the morning. I already am on the bike halfway through that beginning cardio. And I see the people come in through that. And then when I'm later on in the day and I'm doing it, I get out and start doing workout, all of a sudden people show up. So I feel like as long as I continue to work towards my dreams and goals, people will gravitate towards that. And when just simply by that, people will be connected to my energy and try to pursue the same things. Well, not, not the same things, but in turn, see this kid from my area made it. I can take what I want to do and I can go. Absolutely. You know, so going back to like the, the leads coming to the door, you know, you said you get about one to two signups a week. You know, how many leads though do you see come in throughout the gym? Like just people inquiring about the gym? Mm, maybe one to two a day. I'll get one to two a day. They don't always sign up, but I'll, like I said, the one to two a day eventually gets one or two to sign up. So I feel like once I can um, really, I I have to work on that plan. I have to figure it out. It's something that I have been thinking about lately um, and people have been talking to me about it. But I'm also very busy, um, you know, with my kids and then also trying to put out my own workout videos and my own motivational clips and stuff. And I have three guys here, uh, Gonzo, Gula, and Adrian, who I also, you know, they help me out. They're kind of my models for my gym. And I take pictures of them and try to do photo shoots with them on my phone. So between all that, I'm, I guess I would say I'm hoping that if I continue to push the right content and continue to grind the way I'm grinding, that that will bring people through the door, that people will see that and gravitate towards that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, uh, Go ahead, Michael. Oftentimes, you know, I find that you know, just posting continuous content, you know, getting people to just share more things and stuff like that, you know, you're going to get general exposure um, just from that. One of the things that comes to my mind, Ben, is, you know, you said you have a couple of trainers, um, you know, have you, depending on how the space is laid out, you know, have you thought about doing, you know, any type of like group classes or there, is there already group classes? I'm working on trying to get a female trainer in here for that. But I have like a very limited space. Oh. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so like my space is kind of very limited here with all the equipment. But yeah, so like my space is kind of limited. I am working on a female trainer to uh, 
kind of come in and do like maybe a small two or three person circuit and start working that way. Um, and then I have two people that are just on call. So they have a shop in Kingston, uh, Anthony and John Marinaccio uh, out in Kingston. I think it's called AMC Fit. Called AM Fit um, with John Marinaccio and Anthony Marinaccio. Two great guys know what they're doing. Um, I pick, I contact them all the time to kind of get information from them and improve my workouts, and they help a lot. They're really smart. Yeah, that's right. You know, ha having people that are you know experienced and things like that to kind of help you know continue on. Um. So Ben, a uh, couple couple more things going on here for you. Um, you know, we've identified you know leads and you know goals and you know where you want to take the facility and everything. You know, for for just about a year in, um, you know what, you know what what have you experienced being a gym owner? You know, from the time that you started to where you are now. Um. I've experienced good people. I've experienced just, I'm still experiencing life, man. I have no idea. I'm trying to figure it out as a father. I'm trying to figure it out as a gym owner. I'm trying to figure it out as an influencer. I'm trying to figure it out as a podcast host. I'm just trying to figure out life, bro. If we have no idea where this leads to. We have no idea what tomorrow brings us. Yesterday's gone, so we can't do shit about it. So I just hang on. I continue to focus on what I got to do for my kids, man. That's the best answer I could give you for that. Yeah, man. No, that's, you know, fam family's first. Yeah, just provide so, some for us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think that's a good place to, to wrap up here. I got two last things for you. First one is, you know, being an entrepreneur now with the gym, you know, what words, uh, if any, of advice, you know, would you give somebody that is looking to open up their own gym in, in the fitness facility, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's group fitness, whether it's a gym like yours, whether it's, you know, uh, a Pilates studio, you know, just what kind of words would you give somebody that's, you know, looking to start on their own? And follow your heart. Do what's in your heart. If it's not in your heart, you can't, you won't be able to visualize a true vision and be able to pursue and grasp what you want. Just follow your heart. Best we can do. Learn, pick up a book or two. Mind, body, spirit is always a good thing. Train all three. You're bound to be something. Personally, how I feel. No, I don't think there's a wrong answer for that. You know, um, whatever you know, just whatever comes to the mind. Uh, last thing, Ben. We always love to give shout-outs for the facility. So, you know, how can anybody listening out here today? How can they reach your facility? How can they look you up? Um, you can find me at Beekman's Gym. Um, B e e k m a n s underscore g y m on Instagram, or you can find me at Beekman's Gym on Facebook. Um, 
I'm always trying to post good messages for people, especially from people like Goggins and Ray Lewis and Eric Thomas and Les Brown, Robert Kozowski. I always fuck his name. Um, you know, I just try to learn from the smart minds and just try to implement their knowledge. Um, again, I'll see another Joe Rogan thing. I know I gave him too much publicity during the podcast already, but um, Joe, he, uh, sorry, that space there. No, that's great, man. Um, what was I saying again? I'm sorry. I kind of spaced there for a minute. Talking about, you know, uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, before that, like right before that, where there was something I was leading to. It was a good nugget, he said, too. Oh, he said, I'm not smart. I just listen to smart people and repeat what they say. That's what it is. And I feel I try to do that thing. Some people tell me I'm really smart. I feel like I'm just an average guy. I'm not smart. I just listen to smart people. I just try to follow their advice and do what they say. Hopefully it works out. Yeah, leave from people that have already done it, been in there, done the experience. Exactly. Love that. Well, appreciate that time. Appreciate that share. Uh, you know, for everybody else out there listening, you know, if you're in the Ellenville, New York area, go check out Beekman's gym. Um, a lot of good positivity, a lot of good message out there. Um, and the most importantly, if this story inspires you and you want to come on the, the pod show, type in your information in the link below. We'll be in touch. We'll get you on and we'll have a conversation about it. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Jim Lords podcast. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Dana from Ross Sports Performance out of Philadelphia. What's going on, Dana? How are you doing today? Fine, Emily. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So this is uh, Dana's second time on the show. She was on a while back in 2022. So excited to hear, you know, how things have grown and changed over the past few months. But before we get to that, tell us a little bit more about Ross Sports Performance and what made you want to start your gym in the first place? Well, um, I was an, I've been an athlete since I was very young. At the age of five, I started playing soccer. Um, at six, I went on to, to track and field. I should say I added track and field. And then seven, I added um, basketball. So I played sports um, since I was five, three sports all the way up until my uh, junior year in high school when I went to uh, Olympic development camp and started getting all types of scholarships in track and field scholarship offers. So that's when I um, just stuck with track and field from that point up into 
um, college, but I always had an interest in uh, wanting to do something in sports, um, especially like during that time back then, there wasn't any um, professional basketball teams for women or, you know, women getting paid uh, running track back in that day. So I wanted to follow in and do something that I could fall back on, but always wanted to be in like that coaching uh, training aspect as well. Um, yeah. And eventually it just grew into me being able to own my own gym. Yeah. So I do know that you also have pure quality fitness as well. Correct. Can you tell so, us a little bit more about that? Yes. So pure quality fitness is for my general population uh, clients. And we work on uh, weight loss and um, muscle gain, um, nutrition. I'm also um, a certified nutritionist. So there's um, another side to what I do, not just training athletes, but just, you know, I wanted to be able to service everybody. So, um, and especially because um, I think I was talking to you earlier, I told you I'm a, a breast cancer survivor. So I went through. Um, training and getting myself back um, on point and wanted to be able to extend that to others um, as well. So that's how I got into that. That is awesome. Uh, and congratulations for being a breast cancer survivor. Thank you. You're welcome. So before about, I think it was maybe like six or seven months ago, you were on the show. Can you kind of tell us where Pure Quality Fitness and Ross Sport Performance was? So... Back then, we were just coming off of um, just trying to come around the bend from surviving the whole COVID situation. You know, um, it was hard because we were shut down for such a long time. Um, and not only just us being shut down, but our members went through so much as well. Um, people left, had to, you know, leave their jobs um, and or their jobs were shut down. Um, or just their lifestyle had to change because, you know, schools, some schools were still closed. So a lot of parents had to, you know, start working from home so that they could homeschool their children. And just everybody's life wasn't, you know, going upside down. So now we're kind of starting to get back to um, a normal space and place um, where people are back out and working and being in the same space with people and all of that good stuff. So um, yeah, back then it was kind of hard, but now we're, we're, we're trying to, I think, get to that, get right to the finish line and cross it. Yeah. <laughs> we're almost there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, what has, so recovering from COVID, like what has that looked like for you guys? Okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah. So recovering from COVID, um, what has that looked like for you guys? Um, actually, it, it was a struggle, like I said, but um, when you're in difficult times, I think it, it really helps to get you to sit down and kind of assess everything that's going on and then kind of get those creative juices flowing. So I had to, especially for general population, because um, sports was shut down, but then it started to flow back in naturally. So my athletes and things, you know, they started coming back into the fold. But for my general population, um, it was about 
you know, what can we do to get people to want to really come back in and start working out and being face to face and how can we help them and more importantly, um, be more, more, you know, direct and with their results and what, how can we help them to get to where they need to, to be, um, for those that have like diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, um, overweight, what is it that our, our, our um, clients need? So it was mainly education. You know, I think that was the one thing that we needed to do and be more prominent with. So we wrote a lot of um, courses. So now that we can teach our 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 clients about weight loss like what is weight loss truly what does that mean to lose weight a lot of people just automatically think it's fat you know I gotta lose this fat 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 but it's also when you lose muscle and water and all of that at the same time and you know what are some of the key components to help you to lose weight in a healthy manner so we started researching and because on on the sports side um, we're very uh, science-based in our approach to helping athletes to reach their goals. We wanted to kind of apply the same thing and felt it was important to apply the same thing to our general population um, clients as well. So we utilize some of the same technology that we use with our athletes, with our general population people. Um, in particular, the uh, 360 um, Evolt 360 body scan machine. So we got our certifications and now we're doing body scans for our general population people, which is awesome because it reads, uh, it, it, you know, can scan your body within 60 seconds and it goes through, you know, the, the, the tissues and it gives us over 30 plus um, readings on a person. So we'll know your weight, we'll know your skeletal uh, muscle, uh, reading, we'll know all of your macronutrients, um, like how many proteins and, and carbs and fats you should have. And um, also too, it even gives us a, a look at what you should be doing every day as far as um, your intake, how many calories, how many proteins and, and fats and things that you should get. And it has like a suggested, suggested supplement um, list as well but we can tell you what your intercellular fluid is your extracellular fluid um a, a ton of different things that helps people out and it's more direct so they know their visceral fat reading and that's the fat around your organs where all of the you know that's where a, a lot of cancer cells are caught in there um, that leads to high blood pressure strokes and things of that nature. Well, we could tell you the, the amount of mass, um, the size of that visceral fat mass area in your body, um, subcutaneous fat, you know, your muscles, all of that type of stuff, which is great. So now we have a, a guide and, and we can make a serious plan of action to help people to reach not only your fitness goals from how you look, but on the inside, healthy, getting you to be a, a complete healthier person. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys have done a really good job of providing that extra value to your members. Yes. Um, so, I mean, post COVID, like what's been working to get new members in the door? So what's been working for us, um, more than anything and you know to be honest 
has been that uh, word of mouth. Um, but we've been told, and we also see too, that social media, it plays a, a serious role too. So we're really picking up the social media aspect of it. Um, and it's not that we just said, ah, social media, we just don't believe in it. But we have just been serious, um, you know, researchers studying um, everything we do is science based. So we've had our, our noses, you know, in the books and, you know, talking to scientists and reading, you know, reports and things like that. So we had to kind of try to pull on a little team to help us like, okay, how do we plan to take all of this information that we have and spread it out even further so that we can bring more people in and they can learn about this. Um, and that's what we've been doing. So that's been working out for us pretty good. Nice. So are you on any specific platforms? Primary, like what's your primary uh, platform on social media? Uh, I would say it's Instagram. And it's funny because even without us posting as much as we should be, we're still getting a lot of followers. So, um, and it's great because actually today is the day that we are going to start doing our, our podcasts and, um, you know, some other things that we're posting up online and we're getting into, moving into the TikTok <laughs> platform as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. And definitely, Thank you know, you. TikTok University is, is growing fast. Mm -hmm. So as like the business owner, like what does your day-to-day -day look like? Are you um, still doing like a lot of training and coaching? Um, and like, what are some of the things you do every day on your business to continue to help it grow. Okay, so yes, I am doing uh, training and coaching uh, daily. Um, and some of the things that um, I do to help my business grow is to, um, like I said, we develop these courses, um, different courses on weight loss. Um, for my athletes, I have uh, completed and written a complete course on vertical jump training. Um, and, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the importance of, you know, mitochondria for athletes, like the mitochondria effect and how and what we need to do to, you know, um, make sure that we're paying attention to what we put in our body and how we exercise, different things like that. Um, so from that aspect of teaching and um, growing the business through social media, talking to people, um, I'm actually, you know, have connected with and did, I guess, a pretty good job with training different school teams, um, high school teams and, um, college athletes and so the word spreads and that helps us to get you know other um, clients and other teams and athletes to come in and work with us as well as individuals because you know when you're talking to a coach then they're like hey I need to come in or you know me and my wife or my mom or you know so that's how we get people on the general population side as well okay okay so what does the future look like for Ross Sports Performance and Pure Quality Fitness? 
Um, it's funny that you asked that. We are growing and we're going to continue to grow. We have our summer camp coming up. We've partnered with Eastern University uh, for our raw sports performance training camp for all sports. Um, and we just see that growing and getting bigger. Um, and our goal is within the next year and a half to have a bigger space um, where we would be able to accommodate and, and really get into training um, a lot deeper um, and bring in the more scientific side of it so that we can have some lab stuff going on and people participating in it. Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're looking to really grow from a science-based um, you know, perspective on both the sports side and our general population side because it's needed um you know every every person is different um so you the days of having like that blanket fitness program for everybody i think is null and void i mean i i get people that come to me that say hey i went online and i i bought this program for 99 dollars and you know i took this little test and and then I started doing, they, you know, shot me a bunch of exercises. I ended up hurting my knee or I have a sore back. And, and it's because, you know, people have to be assessed on an individual basis, you know. Um, and, you know, we want to provide the space and the place and the expertise and the education to, you know, make it safe, fun, effective, and more importantly, for people to see results at the end of the day, that's specifically for them. That's the whole key. So we're going to be growing in that vein. That is awesome to hear. Uh, Dana, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, You can find us online uh, at um, Pure Quality Fitness, even on Facebook. Um, Pure Quality Fitness uh, for Facebook. We're Pure Quality Fitness for Instagram and also for um, uh, TikTok, I believe. Yes. And the same thing, it's at Ross Sports um, for Instagram and at Ross Sports Performance or slash Ross Sports Performance on Facebook as well. All right, Dana. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming back on the show a second time. You know, we really appreciate that. And of course, we're looking yep. forward to seeing what you guys are going to continue to accomplish down the road. Yes, so. no worries. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, Emily. Yeah, you're welcome. And good luck to you as well with your podcast. Thank <laughs> you. Also, to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if y'all want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Morris out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, 
or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us as our guest on the show today is Mr. Andrew Folks of Westmount Fitness Club, joining us from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Andrew, what's going on, man? How are you? Not much, man. I'm doing good. How are you? I am very, very well. I'm excited to to pick your brain on this. Westmount is a long, long, long standing business in the Western part of Canada. I don't want to steal your thunder though. So before we <laughs> get into our conversation and, and talk on the business side of things here, give us a little bit of a, a description or background. What is Westmount Fitness Club in your own words? Ooh, Westmount Fitness Club is a not-for-profit fitness facility that was started in 1991. Uh, it used to be a YMCA. It had been a YMCA since 1950. Eight. So in 1990, they decided to close their doors, move somewhere else, and set up on their own patch of land. So what people within the community did was uh, get together, come with the funding, come with the, with the leasing agreements, and start Westmount Fitness Club. And it has been going on in, with various number of board of directors, various, you know, quote-unquote owners or general managers of people on the day-to-day, which is my position, since then. And it's been 30... 32 years this year this yep. may be 32 years and so as you called out not for profit and anybody yeah. that's been part of an organization like this knows that doesn't mean that we don't have to make money it just changes where the money goes in the end and so for all intents and purposes this still operates as most would understand a business there are some technical changes here and there but we are still responsible for bringing in funding to the various aspects of this. Talk about your involvement with this for a minute, Andrew. When and how did Westmount come onto your radar and, and how did we get to where we are today? Great question. Uh, it came onto my radar in 2017. Um, they had a posting for a fitness manager, which here in Edmonton, Alberta, it typically means you're running a team of trainers, which I, I have lots of experience in. So applied to the job, met with some of our board of directors. It's important to note that our board of directors are volunteers and that do not get paid at all. That's how we maintain our not-for-profit status. And I very quickly realized that they were not looking for someone to run a team of trainers. What they needed was someone to run the day-to-day operations of this facility, including hiring, hiring, training, bookkeeping, writing up grants, um, oh boy, um, making sure money's coming in, thinking of different ways of scaling the business, looking for opportunities, those kinds of things. And that's where I came in. And that's, that's what I've been trying to do since I started. Which is a big responsibility for <laughs> anyone unfamiliar with this type of role. Mm-hmm. That's that's been a, a handful of years now. So look back on that time for a minute and just sort of reminisce here. 
what's been what's been your favorite part about being in this type of seat and what's been the most challenging part um i would say the most enjoyable part for me is it took a while but i've been able to notice year after year because we look at these things an upward trajectory of money's coming in to where even in 2022 we had our best year yet and since the 30 plus years we've been open 2022 was our best year just coming out of the pandemic right um I would say on the flip side of that, my favorite part has been introducing a personal training program for the Westmount Fitness Club. That, and you know, like I come from a personal training background, and I know the struggles personal trainers go through to feast your family, all of those things. People wanting to run their own personal training business, uh, being able to have them set up here has been, for me, the highlight. I would be, you know, just to be honest, that's that's the thing I brought in, the thing that you know. No one had done in the past. I've been able to do that's that's my favorite thing. The most challenging thing uh, is, boy, what would be the most challenging? I would say the most challenging aspect for me personally is I'm not much of an accounting person. Mm. I'm not much in the numbers, so that was very and is challenging for me. I still continually do. Uh, I continue education around bookkeeping. And not accounting because I'm not an accountant, but that kind of numbers thing, right? Like, yeah, um, back to my a little different than the days that we were oh, a personal trainer, right? God, like they say you can only um, you can only react to what you can measure, and it's very true, right? Like if you can measure it, you can you can do something about it, right? So you, if you see, for instance, one of our areas is really lagging in terms of income. Well, then you know to scale that down. But I wouldn't be able to know that if I wasn't able to do the bookkeeping side of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So the money I out think, versus the money in is new for me. I think that's, uh, on the surface, it sounds simplistic, but in practice, <laughs> it's it's not so. It's an but and, having yeah. a, an accurate scoreboard is really, really essential, especially mm-hmm. with as many moving parts as, as your business specifically has. And you'd be blown away how often I hear similar sentiment of, I love my business. I love the people we've been able to impact. It, it keeps me going year after year after year. I don't necessarily love the back end of it. It's not that much fun. I, I'd never dreamed of sitting on Excel or QuickBooks behind a laptop for hours and hours a day. Yeah. It's, yeah, is- it's just the nature of our industry, I suppose. Go ahead. Yeah, that is the most, I think, I mean, that's the part I'm not very good at, right? Like, I'm just not, I've never been a math person. Even in university, I was terrible any math-related course, stats-related course. It's just not my, just not my bag. Um, you know, so that's always been the most challenging part for me. You know, on, on the other side, keeping this building, which is an older building, in good shape, I mean, it requires so much as well so that's another challenging aspect right just because we're a brick yeah. they don't teach yeah. you that in personal trainer school do they <laughs> no they <laughs> certainly do not <laughs> no this, this is maintenance is is something that comes up far more yeah. often than most gym owners would like yeah, uh, yeah. but so I've learned to delegate delegation is is yeah. crucial for sure mm-hmm. now in in your sort of model we've got mm-hmm. A number of different routes for people but the 
most of the time the entry point is basic membership higher volume lower cost is sort of the idea what's been what in your area at least what's been successful for you to get some people in in the first in the door. place we'll, we'll we'll put it under the bucket of of marketing but how have you guys attracted potential members uh, to be perfectly honest we don't do a lot in the way of social media. We don't do in the way a lot of marketing. We're, we're kind of grassroots in that instance. It's a lot of word of mouth. Um, so the trainers, for instance, I, I kind of qualify as a lead boss, right? Um, the, the members that we have here, the, you know, we're always asking, would your friends like to come? That's just basic stuff. And we let word of mouth take it. We're lucky in a lot of senses because we won't have the same traditional constraints a lot of gyms have where membership equals dollars. We have more than one area that comes in for, for money for the, the facility, right? Um, so honestly, everything we do is like kind of grassroots, kind of word of mouth. And, and I mean, maybe it sounds like a bit like a cop-out answer, but that's, that's what I thought. No, I, I'd rather than an honest answer than a, yeah. a made-up one. But okay, so we don't actively participate in in social media it doesn't sound like we've put a ton of dollars into advertising in any sort of sense zero you mentioned okay so nothing you mentioned zero, yeah. we are able to collect revenue from a number of different sources but i would <laughs> imagine membership is probably one of the major incoming resources do you think that there will come a day where advertising might make sense or have we entertained it as a, a potential strategy along the way? It has been done in the past. Um, so we've advertised in different, different mediums, right? So um, for instance, we've taken out ads. Um, we have done, you know, we do have Facebook. In like a newspaper, is that what you mean? Or like a magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we've done stuff online on through Facebook. We have put money into Facebook, but the return on it, hasn't been anything that isn't really worth the dollars for us. Um, I, I, I couldn't imagine a time where advertising at some point um, wouldn't be smart, wouldn't be essential. Um, Why do you think the return I, wasn't so good? Ooh, uh, I think this comes down to I would say the return wasn't so good because the response wasn't so great. Like, you know, we, we'd advertise like, buy one, get one half off for membership. So if you come in, your friend gets a membership half off. It was something along those lines, right? Mm -hmm. um, we put that out on Facebook. We, we, we advertised in, we called the Westmont window. Uh, and, and I mean, we put it out front, we put it on our website and we just didn't get anything back. Not anything. We got some back, but, was the juice worth the squeeze? It's a great question that we should constantly be asking ourselves. Yeah, so for us, where our dollars are so... When the money coming in is tight, and I'm sure... You yeah, know, we need to be a far, far more strategic than most. Yeah, so if we're doing okay without the putting advertising revenue out and we're putting the money 
to our programs, to yeah. our to buying new equipment in our facility. Because our facility is old yeah. and our equipment's old. So one of my goals has been to slowly and we don't lease equipment. Like I know a lot of gyms lease their equipment. We own yeah, it. Yeah, it's a slippery slope to go down. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Trust me. I, um and we're not we're not big enough to produce that stuff anyway. Yeah. But you know, we're slowly trying to rotate old equipment out for new equipment. Yeah. And so safer with where our dollars are going. Could mm -hmm. we potentially, I don't know, quote unquote, hit the lotto and, and get a nice return on advertising? Maybe. Maybe. But I think that there's an element of this that we haven't quite talked about yet, similar to the, the bookkeeping sentiment that you brought up earlier. And it's just that we don't spend a ton of time marketing. It would be crazy to expect you to be a world-class marketer. You know, yeah, like this probably, isn't something I, that's on your, your radar or something that we're even focused on. Maybe there's an element yeah. where we just don't have a ton of practice reps at it, you yeah. know? Yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that's also, if we're being completely transparent, a great point and something that I wish perhaps I was better at. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I talk, I talk to gym owners all day long and I yeah, hear yeah. time and time again that people are, are jaded. They've tried it. They got a really bad experience. Even mm -hmm. if they've worked with an agency, they spent all this money and the return was not good. And I think people are quick to write it off. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one strategy. There are many that we can help, we can employ, but mm -hmm. there's, there's one, there's, there's pros and cons to everything at least. I want to yeah. move along here and, and sure. pick your brain about the the sales aspect of this. When someone's interested, what are the the checkpoints along the way? How do they actually go about signing up? Ah, great question. This is actually something I get all the not all the time, but I get quite a few emails about it and inquiries. We're very um, we're not quota driven. And that's kind of one of the things I love about this place. Um, so the, the process is very simple. Person comes in if they're interested or they inquire online or over the phone or however they like. Um, we don't lock anybody into any contracts whatsoever. We do not use an EFT system. Um, so it gives people, and when you talk about people being jaded, my former place of employment would, you know, one year, two year contract and nope, you are not getting out of this. Yeah. And I decided to go with the exact opposite way. When I started, we actually had an EFT program here that I got rid of. Um, I just felt that um, one, because we don't have like thousands of members and we don't send it off to you know another company to do the EFT for us, I have to do it myself. Which, I mean, for anything I've said, it's, I'm terrible with numbers. And so I would, and we weren't doing with enough people to make a difference so i got rid of it because i don't like the idea of it per se especially because realistically we have you can get yourself a 10 visit pass and get yourself a one month and get yourself a four month a six month or a one-year membership slash pass so why and it's really affordable so why break that yeah. down into i mean why why break that down and force not force me to do extra work. Pigeon, it does not need to be Yeah, yeah, it wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. Yeah. I can understand why the attempt was made in the past. I just disagree with the philosophy. Because sure. people don't know what, you know, like someone wants to get a four month, get a four month, use it, 
and you don't want to renew, that's fine. That's sure. the beautiful thing about being a not-for-profit. We don't offer any pressure. And because of that, our retention rate is really high and our attrition rate is very low. That's what I was going to go to next. So it sounds like oh. we we diversified the menu a little bit. People can select whatever can makes choose. sense for their situation the most. In your situation, what do you focus on to make sure retention stays high and attrition stays low? What is What are some of the, the tactical thoughts that you have to, to keep this rolling? Tactical, I just try to, it sounds so, maybe like, I'm sure you've heard it before, people talk about the experience in the valley. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that, that's, that's kind of like the buzzword, especially when I was at my former place in employment, they're like, you know, you need to make sure they have a, a great experience and you know, we need to foster a culture at this gym. When I walked into this facility, this place had all the culture it needed. I remember sitting in that interview and going, this facility has everything that every big box gym wants. It has a culture, it has a sense of belonging. Um, are we a smaller facility? Yes. Are we a big box gym? Nope. It's not for you. That's an important That's distinction. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Eh? And I don't ever want to pressure anybody to being somewhere they don't want to be. And that's the mindset I go because, you know, you'll, you'll attract a certain demographic. And I try to make sure that all of our members that I interact with, you know, I always make sure I want to have a conversation with them, you know, like whether it's a quick conversation or it's a, Hey, how are you doing? Or do you need help with X, Y, or Z? And I kind of like yeah. ask my employees to do the exact same thing. I, I want to highlight one of the things that you said there, and I think it's it's worth the comparison, right? For fitness, this is a simplistic view on it, but we can either differentiate based on the experience, like you said, or we can commoditize on price. That's a tough route to go. There are far more competitors with usually much deeper pockets than we have. Much deeper pockets. It's tough, tough, tough to win that battle, and there's only one that can yeah. really go as low as possible and still turn a profit at the end. For yeah. you guys, we don't want to be a race to the bottom either. But and yeah, and it doesn't make sense for you to. We differentiate with the experience. How that actually takes place, you mentioned, is, is culture and what people actually <laughs> receive, the intangibles, if, if you will. Tougher to measure, but you know it when you're there. That's what you attribute retention to. Yeah, the most. In this type of model, uh, obviously, you mentioned multiple ways to bring in revenue. What other sources do you guys have to to bring in money in in this type of situation? So we have our membership base, right? So uh, we have money coming in from memberships. That's one source of revenue. We have uh, tenants who lease space from us monthly so they've been with us for 30 years right so we have uh it's called supports for kids um they have a program and they they have like a whole wing of this building for themselves uh we have a rhythmic gymnastics group. so those are tenants we have you know edmonton caledonian dance society you know they're tenants um we have personal trainers who rent out the space for a flat fee as well um and um, renters, so people who use it, you know, once a week or twice a week, 
So we have kind of like four streams of income. So if ever we lose a member or we're closed for the pandemic, it's not going to kill us. So yeah, so those basic four ways. How, let me figure out how to word this question. Sure. Besides personal training, because that's a yeah. logical next step in this type of model. How do you find the, the organizations or the people that would also fall into one of those latter categories of revenue stream? Great question. Some of them were here when I came. So Sports for Kids, a perfect example. They, they've been here since my small fitness club started. Um, I did not have to go search for them. Um, some of them were just people that I knew as a personal trainer who worked for some of these charities or some of these organizations. Some are email inquiries. You think, well, do you have a space? Could we rent here? Could we, mm. um, could we run a leak? Um, so email inquiries as well. And I will also reach out at times to different organizations um, and try to speak with someone. And the worst you're ever going to hear is a no. That's not the end of the world. Yeah. Man, as a personal trainer, I heard no's all the time. This personal training is going to cost $2,000. How do you feel about it? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. And, and so... That similar the ways to how we find yeah no no that's accurate similar ways to to how we find members it's more shaking hands kissing babies getting out and having conversations with with the powers that be our conversation and, and this will change gears here a little bit has, okay. has essentially been how'd you get here what yeah. do things look like now paint me a picture of the future of all of this andrew where where do we see this whole thing going as time moves on boy oh boy um for me and my vision and i always have to run my vision by our board of directors um but i have a great board of directors and they they see where i want to go um one of the limiting factors here for personal trainers is in space now we have some space that's not being utilized very well or not often. I would like to kind of merge that space with our existing gym. And so I'd like to increase the space of that so that we can have more trainers here. Um, that's one thing I have to vision in the future. Um, we also have space that I believe if utilized correctly could facilitate a studio. So, um, Personally, martial arts for me is a, a huge passion. I've been doing it for over 30 years. I think it would make a great martial arts studio. Um, that might be 2024, 2025. Um, and I guess like one of the things we're trying out now is bringing our schedule online so that in down periods, so our summers tend to be a little on the slow side, we can put that those, those time slots out public and they can rent it if they so choose. And we're going to partner with Catch Corner of Sports Illustrated to help facilitate that. So that's kind of a couple of things we have cooking this year. Uh, yeah. It's a fun, fun conversation because there's so many routes that you can go with it. With, mm -hmm. a, with a footprint like this, with the square footage that you guys have, 
there's there's no op or no shortage of options of, of what you can do yeah and the i guess the biggest i mean this is an old building i mentioned it was 1950s when this place was built the usage of space in this building is not the greatest i, I hate to say terrible but it's not terrible it's just not great um and if we can utilize all the space we have here i think we'll be doing 15 20 percent better yeah which you know when we're which is meaningful money in the, yeah. at the end of the day 100 that's a big big bump it's a pretty good place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up andrew but i want to save a minute here to be able to tell people where they could learn more about this is there a website for westmount how can people figure out more about what you guys do yeah, 100%. Uh, it's westmountfitness.com. Uh, we pretty much have everything on our website. We're, we're also on Facebook. Like I said, we don't do a lot in, in terms of advertising. So we just have Facebook and and the website. Uh, that's, that's really it. Straightforward and simple yeah, enough. Andrew, this has been fun, man. I always enjoy these types of conversations to, to get a behind-the-scenes look at what these operators are thinking about when it comes to running a business like this. So sure. I, I genuinely I I appreciate the question your time. Well. Yeah. You certainly, certainly did. I hope our listeners can pull something <laughs> from what we talked about. Uh, but for now, that's that's all the time we have. And, and yeah, I wish man. you nothing but the best. Awesome. Thank you very much. Anytime you want me back, I'm back. And maybe I will ramble less and be more consistent. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.